This is it. This is episode 296 of No Laugh Track Podcast. We are here on the stage at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. My name is Justin Severson. I host this thing, Circle of Heat's music you heard there. And sitting across from me on the stage, her third time on this podcast. Yes. Yes. Martha <laughs> Kelly's here. Hello. Hello. And last time you we were here was a little over a year ago for Crash and Burn. Yeah, it was just like um, t- one year in April, yeah. I think. Yeah. How? So I have to ask. I uh, have uh, memories of Crash and Burn. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that real quick. Okay. Are you, it's um, been a little over a year now. Are you still happy you did it? I know I talked to you probably yeah. a day or two into it. So you had to finish that week. Yeah, it was really fun. And um, Emily Galati and Brian Miller and I have kept in touch. And Good. so Emily came here Wednesday night and we had dinner and then she did a guest set and was super funny. And then Brian came last night, but he came for a little bit Wednesday. So we had a reunion. Oh, cool. And then he came last night. I think he's coming tomorrow night too and i'm I'm probably gonna meet his cats this weekend so i'm excited wait brian has cats have i learned that yeah or i don't know yeah Yeah. he and he and his wife have two cats okay and they look a lot like my cats how many do you have right now two two dog one dog named rosie and the cats are gary and barry And they are really sweet. Did you travel with them this time? No. um, I did. um, Actually, the the picture of me that's at the ticket desk or at the front desk. Yeah, you're with a look like a cat? That's my kit. That was my cat, Henry. He died of feline leukemia when he was right about a year old. It was right before... Yeah, it was right before I came here. Or right when I got home. I can't remember. But he... He passed away, and then a few weeks later, I got Gary and Barry from the same shelter, and they are healthy. I'm not sorry I had Henry, but it is nice to to have cats that will be around for a while. Henry was the one that took the trip to Minnesota? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Henry and, and Rosie came with me. Okay, yeah, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that was quite a trip. You didn't drive this time? No, I flew because from here I'm going to California and then Santa Fe, so... Um, flying instead of driving oh actually yeah i read about why you're going to california or at least one of the things you're doing yes we fx got us jobs at arby's uh (laughs) and i'm partly excited because i love seeing everybody but i'm also a little nervous because my fast food experience as a teenager was not good Uh i'm afraid it and also when i was a teenager i worked my first job was kentucky fried chicken and I kept a bottle of vodka at work to make it less terrible. And so I'm <laughs> a little nervous, but I won't have any vodka this time. Right, right. Your s- s- sobriety still going strong? Still sober. That's good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I read about So you're going to, uh, you and the, and the Baskets gang are going to be like literally serving, you're going to be behind the counter serving meals? I guess. I thought we were just, they were just having like a... Um, marketing event there where we were just going to hang out and I don't need, I never know what to do at stuff like that. Is this connected to the Emmys or something? There I think it's their um like what is it called? It's all the networks do these four year consideration things. F Y C. 
yeah. for your consideration, right? So yeah. that's what I think this is like. Um, maybe if people are served curly fries from people on a TV show, it will make them vote for an Emmy. I don't totally get it, but I do. The FX marketing department has been so supportive of us since before we even finished shooting the first season and oh, yeah. I, I love them so i'm happy to do anything that they um cook up but i'm a little i'm a little nervous Is that a pun about saying it cook up i mean i realized right when i said it it was a terrible pun but it was too late <laughs> <laughs> you, but, you said it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It should be. It's always fun with Zach and Louie and Jonathan Kreisel. They're they're all sweet, fun people. Yeah. So. How long did the job at KFC last as a teenager? Less than a year. Um, when the owner found my bottle of vodka at work. Oh, it was. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So he was concerned and wanting to help. Like an after-school special, a teenager with a drinking problem and a concerned Classic. adult. But I was like, how dare you go through my things when I wasn't here and I quit. The, oh. So not a good uh, not a good sign for my future alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I will say when I worked there, I did love eating Kentucky Fried Chicken and their mashed potatoes mm-hmm. and gravy. Yeah. I, the... Uh, that was pre-Famous Bowl, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Famous Bowl. I don't think I've had it. I also, I love their biscuits. You could get nope. them right out of the oven, real butter, so good. I mean, for fast food, it was so good. I don't. I just don't, no one cares to hear this, but I don't like biscuits. Hmm. I don't know I why. Don't, I'm too rich. Like even McDonald's. I love McDonald's hmm. breakfast, but anything that comes on a biscuit, nope. No I have never encountered a food that was too rich for me. Okay. Ever. Oh, I have, yeah. <laughs> I like, um, the more calories you can pack into a food item is usually <laughs> my favorite kind of food. Yeah. Which a lot of it I don't eat anymore because of that, but yeah, I loved their biscuits. I do get a uh, kick out of looking at, uh, I'm not exactly the best cook or the most um, creative or even like uh, I just don't really give the energy that it's necessary a lot of times. So I'll do shortcuts and frozen yeah. food and stuff yeah. and things that are prepackaged. And then that will have a serving size listing on the back. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the serving size like, oh, for four and it's clearly yeah. who are these four people that it, this right. is going to be a story? is that does that mean like like let's say I'm buying a bag like just the other day this happened I bought a f- bag of frozen cheese lasagna it was mm-hmm. supposed to serve five people are they assuming that I'm actually are, uh, also serving that with a salad a loaf of bread a yeah yeah but no I'm too no no that's the only thing we're eating <laughs> well I think also the high calorie foods they will list them as multiple servings to so that on the calories per serving they can keep it's the number tricky, lower basically. yeah it's looking like it looks like a lower number yeah there I'm really basic this is purely um Guessing, I'm not. I haven't actually studied it, so I, I might be lying. No, I think I think we're dead on. So probably. Dead on. <laughs> uh, I want you. Were, well, first of all, one last thing about before we move too far from me bringing up crash and burn. Did you end up using? Are you using any of that material? Did yes. you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not all of it. Like there, I think I there's three, three of the um, 
jokes that I did at Crash and Burn, it has taken me almost a full year to make them into something that actually works. Okay. And then there were a couple other that I, that I was using. And still, actually, there's about three or four that I that I use. Uh, so maybe a little less than half of the 20 minutes. Okay. Which is really, I'm so glad I did it. Yeah, and, uh, well, that's what I was just going to add. I was going yeah. to follow up with that. Now, uh, there's been another run of that since then. And I don't see any reason that Tim Slagle's going to stop doing that. So let's say yeah. that you find out a name for next year. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh... Martha Kelly, I'm friends with Martha. I'm going to ask her what she thought of it and if I should do it. What would you tell that person? I would say absolutely do it. Yeah. Absolutely do it and make the most of the writing sessions that we did. And it was so fun to just be part of a team where every show we were all equally had an equal stake in it because we each did 20 minutes and we just rotated the order. Yeah. And so we were all doing a show together instead of it being which like it's great here because I've always gotten to work with other really funny comics and nice like Brandy and um Mike this this week are great Brandy Brown and Mike Lester working yeah. with you this week yeah they're both super funny but there's always it's just always a little bit feeling of separate when there's a headliner feature and MC it's like you each have your own part and when it was crash and burn, like it was just we were all you were forced to interact with the people you're working with. Yeah, yeah. and I, which I like doing anyway because I love other comics. But it was fun that we were all a team and uh, watched each other's sets and and I just Emily and Brian are just great. So I'm happy that we're still friends. Yeah, and I think we let's. I don't think I've said this officially on the podcast, but I saw it in print. Now Emily is officially living. In Minneapolis now. Yeah. Yeah. I think she moved back like Easter, right around Easter. Yeah, I haven't crossed paths with her yet, so. Yeah, she's in Cleveland right now, I think. Okay. So. And I saw there was an article written in uh, one of the local papers here. Guy came in. Did you read the review? Not a review, but a little synopsis of your show the other night? Oh, I didn't read it. Oh, yeah. And he said that you. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the look on your face. Was he mad? (laughs) No, it was great. But it mentioned that you're doing some new material. Yeah, that's there was a guy here Wednesday night who had a little notepad and asked me some questions after. Um, <laughs> who, who are you, I'm guy? Gl- I'm glad he didn't write anything bad because I wasn't sure. Because I didn't, I was leaving with Emily and. Um, yeah, he mentioned that Emily was here that night as well. And somebody. My, I guess me and Mike and Emily were walking out together, and so I didn't have a ton of time, and I didn't know that the writer would be here. Okay. So I, I was afraid he might have been mad that I didn't have a ton of time, but <laughs> I'm glad he wasn't mad. Yeah, next time warn you that you got a or, guy from a publication in the audience? Or? I mean, it's nice that he wanted to write something. I appreciate it. So Yeah. How mm. much are you how much are you on the road right now? Not a lot. Like I did Madison, um, Wisconsin Easter, like the week leading up to Easter. And then um here and I've I, that's it. Like I don't I'm actually I'm going to do a tour of 
the south of one-nighters with my friends, some other comics in Austin, Pat Dean and Avery Moore. Okay, awesome. So we're going to go like from Austin down to Houston and then Louisiana and then um, Atlanta, Athens, North, a bunch of places in North Carolina. Oh, cool. Like at bars or comedy clubs or? Um, venues that are not like the... Regular comedy clubs, oh. but places where you can do like one one night. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Oh, very cool. Around, hope we're trying to go to places that are around two hundred seats. Okay. So, not huge, but fun. It should be fun. Places like I know you've worked. I think I've we've talked about it briefly. Like uh, my buddy's bar in Chicago at North. Something yes. like that, right? Yeah. Although yeah. I don't know if they seat two hundred. Probably less, right? They're they were it's really small. Yeah, but that was really fun. Jim was super nice. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. So on my drive over here, I want to know what you think about this. I am um, I mean, you walked over here, I assume. It's hot yeah. today in Minneapolis. It's Pretty in the hot. 90s, right? Yeah. Uh, so on my drive over here through downtown, there's a uh, venue, people waiting outside for a concert tonight already. at It was like 2.30 when I drove by. This young guys, mostly guys in their jeans and black t-shirts, standing in line for a general admission show tonight. Five bands that starts around, I don't know, like two more, three more hours from now. They're all going to see Slayer. Wow. Yeah. So Slayer, am I thinking of a different band? Were they around in the 80s? Oh, yeah. Slayer's like like Ryan Hossein. Slayer! Okay. (laughs) Who are the other bands? Something called Lamb of God and Anthrax. You've heard of Anthrax. I have definitely heard of Anthrax. Yeah, they've been around a long time. Uh, Who are the other ones? I I briefly looked at the list, but uh, Mm. the headliner is Slayer. Wow. Why are people standing out here at 2.30 in the afternoon? But it actually yeah. starts at five. What is there a band that would get you to stand outside with your general admission tickets to get a good spot in a black T-shirt in 95 degrees? Either now would, or in the past. A hundred percent. I would have done that for Prince. I did stand in line. I mean, we stayed outside up and stayed up all night for tickets to his Purple Rain concert when I was in high school. You waited in line to, to buy the tickets. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, if he were around, I would for sure do that. Um, Like, Miranda Lambert. Really? um, Have you seen Miranda Lambert in concert? I have, actually. No, and I missed her when she came to Austin. I was so bummed. Yeah, I'm not really a country fan, but, yeah, I've seen her. She's so good. I'm totally blanking out. Oh, I love... I love Florida Georgia Line. Okay. <laughs> They're like considered bro country. They sure are. <laughs> but I love I love I just love pop music so any country. I love country separately from pop, but I also love pop country. Really? Yeah. Okay. If Alvin and the Chipmunks ever did a tour, I would go to that as well. I like a lot of different <laughs> kinds of music. REO Speedwagon I would want to see. Really? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. R-E-O. Yeah, Florida Georgia Line. Um, they perform so often, you would that would you would never have to wait in, long, in a line that long. Really? Yeah, it seems like they're, they're in Minnesota twice a year, it seems. I've never seen them come through Austin when I've been there, but I haven't been there year-round for a while, so maybe they've come when I've been gone. You know, there are people... Uh, 
younger than us that have never had to wait in line to buy concert tickets because I have yeah. memories of doing that too. I remember I went to college in Duluth, Minnesota, and I remember REM was going to play a concert down in Minneapolis, and I remember mm. my buddy and I going to a Video Vision. I mean, there's another uh-huh. thing that's from the past, a VHS rental, you know, movie yeah. rental place. We went there because they had the Ticketmaster outlet in Duluth. Yeah. We were two of four people <laughs> waiting in line at 10 a.m. on a Saturday to get tickets for a show in Minneapolis. But I, the reason I'm even bringing that part up is because uh, remember the band Nine Inch Nails? Yes. Yeah, they're doing that now. Really? They're selling tickets uh, You no more online. Their tour really? is, is uh, on-site sales only. Wow, that's kind of cool. I know. Wow. Well, we stayed up all night to get tickets to Prince and the Revolution at the L.A. Forum. And our tickets weren't terrible, but they certainly weren't on the floor, you know. Um, We were in, like, um, at the Forum, it was, like, in the middle was the floor, which I guess is where they would have sporting events when it wasn't being used for concerts, Mm -hmm. maybe. And then... um, we were the first tier up from that on like the left it was so great though it was such a great concert it, i've never been more excited than i was at that show my Did whole you say life. it was the purple rain tour yeah wow well that's probably yeah it was amazing the whole thing was amazing and i i just it was my very first concert i ever went to oh okay and it was for sure, still is one of the most exciting times I've ever had. Have you done the tourist thing here now since he passed and gone to Paisley Park? Have you done that? No, I saw, I drove by and saw First Avenue, but I've never gone to Paisley Park. Oh, okay. Is that something you can just drive up to? I, what do you, it's not, I don't know the hours of when they give tours. But they give tours? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I guess now I'd be kind of sad because he's gone. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that was great. His show. God, he was so great. <laughs> he was. I saw him a few times, but it was in, or maybe just once, but it was 20 years after you did, probably. It was when he was doing, like, uh, when he was, what, more known as a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, it wasn't yeah. like doing the, you know, controversial right. songs. Right. Oh, yeah. I, wasn't, <laughs> I didn't like it that much, to be yeah. honest. I, yeah, the Purple Rain was... But yeah, I mean, that era, that era of his career is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, another thing that's going on uh, is there's another Star Wars movie. Is that on your radar? I haven't seen The Last Jedi yet, Mm -hmm. so I will see that before. As you mean the Han Solo movie? Mm -hmm. Um, I was thinking about this earlier today. I'm like, I'm gonna maybe I'll ask her if she's gonna see the new Star Wars movie. And as I was writing, I was writing something. I wrote new Star Wars movie Solo, and I'm thinking, oh my god, if I ask her, is she gonna see the new Star Wars movie Solo? It sounds like I'm asking her if she's going by herself. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna go by yourself, right? I mean, I might, but I don't know. I don't go to a ton of movies in theaters. Yeah. Mostly because I do other stuff during the day, and then night at night, a lot of times do stand-up and stuff. So I'm not against going to it, but I don't have any immediate plans to go. Yeah. I have so. been buying advance tickets for every Star Wars movie that's been coming out you know, in the last several years. This is the first one I haven't. How did you like um, The Last Jedi? I haven't seen it Good. yet. 
I liked it. I really love Adam Driver as the bad guy because he plays him uh, with where you kind of have some compassion for him. I can see that. Yeah. You don't feel that, though. No, yeah. No, no. I can see that. I My my wife got me to watch Girls with her. Mm-hmm. So I, I have sometimes have a hard time separating characters. Uh, mm-hmm. Actors from their character or character, yeah. different character, like one character they do from a different character they do. Yeah, like Woody Harrelson's going to be in this new Star Wars movie that comes out tonight or tomorrow or whatever. I don't really? like that. I don't like mm-hmm. that Woody Harrelson's in it. I don't because I know who Woody is. I know that he was in you know all these other have famous you, movies and famous. Have you roles. seen True Detective? Yes. So that and he was great in that, but that couldn't be farther away from Woody from Cheers. That's true, and I didn't think about Woody from Cheers when I watched that. So you're right. He's I, Woody Harrelson is one of my favorite actors. Yeah, I've never seen anybody play a bad guy who thinks he's a good guy the way that he does in True Detective. It's so good. I, I could g- see that. It's so good. I could see that. Yeah. So anyway, I haven't. I uh, I'm holding off on the Star Wars thing. It's something I talk about a lot on this podcast. So um, we can move on from that, though. This is not happening. You did an episode of This Is Not Happening. Yes, yeah, Comedy some, Central. Some people on the internet were mad about it, but um. I was not going to bring that up. <laughs> but I did notice that. What the fuck, people? So how? Uh, what that means that you read comments? Well. I've only seen two mean ones, and no one has tweeted at me that I've seen after that. But the night that it aired, (laughs) who's are they talking to us? No, that's. I'm pretty sure that voice was Cy Amundsen. Ah, he's probably (laughs) going back there to take a shower. (laughs) (laughs) Um, when it aired. Oh. What's up, dude? Hey. hey. I'm such a big fan of yours. Oh, thank you. Show awesome. Uh, too late. That's but, what we fill the first five minutes of the show with every week. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> um, I, I didn't like how, it, like, when we taped it, Comedy Central always gets the best audiences for anything they tape. So when we taped This Is Not Happening, it was really fun. The crowd was awesome. And I felt really happy afterwards, even though I was very nervous about the fact that my story didn't really have an ending. Okay. And then, I mean, it, it has an ending. It just isn't like a great punchline ending. I've watched the, I've watched a lot of, uh, you know, segments from that show. And that's not uncommon. Well, really, they Cy, who just popped his head in here, has been on that show. Oh, awesome! Yeah. I'm gonna watch his. Um, he, it, they were really nice, and it was really fun. And then when it aired, to me, it didn't come across as having gone as well as it felt like it did in person. Mm. And and then so did I watched. Did you watch it? I watched the. I watched it the night that it aired. Okay. And I wasn't super excited about how. I wished that I had done better. Is the long and short of it okay. and then i looked on twitter which is a mistake right after it aired and one guy <laughs> one guy tweeted at me that was hard to watch and then another guy tweeted much angrier and said really a story with no punchline way to disrespect ari meaning ari oh, shafir and then 
you're lucky it airs after midnight. Like, he was really mad. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. <laughs> Some people. Um, but I haven't looked online. I Like, I haven't watched... Um, I haven't looked for any other comments because after those, I was like, well, I guess I don't need to be reading stuff that people <laughs> say online about things because people, nothing good can come yeah. of it. So, well, I, I watched mean, it on YouTube and there were positive ones as well, well as a few nice. negative. Yeah, I haven't seen the negative one. I mean, I haven't looked at the comments on the online version, but. And no, these, uh, these were people that at, like, added you uh, at added you on Twitter, then that's why you saw that? Oh, yeah. 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 I'm going to tell the story really fast for people that might have heard me tell it a couple weeks ago, but I got caught uh, kind of disrespecting a guy, an athlete, on mm-hmm. Twitter just the other day. I did not really? at him. I mm-hmm. just It's a guy that plays for the Minnesota Twins, mm-hmm. you know, pitcher that did a really, really bad job pitching about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I made a comment on Twitter. And like two weeks later, uh, I get a notification that someone liked. The only person that liked that tweet of mine was him mm-hmm. two weeks later. The guy <laughs> that it was about. Oh. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. And I felt, and it wasn't like super mean. It was just, I was basically saying you did a shitty job tonight pitching and you'll probably yeah. be back in the minor leagues after this game. And mm-hmm. I was right. He was back in the minor <gasps> leagues after the game. Oh no, mm-hmm. buddy. Yeah. Oh. I know. I know. Well, hopefully he'll come back to the major. I don't follow. <laughs> I don't follow professional sports, but I hope he makes it back to the major leagues. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. Um, but it's showing. I, I like to believe that that's showing that he has a sense of humor about it. That he could yeah. like on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got um, scolded by Travis Tritt one time, and it really hurt what? My, it really hurt my feelings. But I started it, so <laughs> and I was like, I don't. I can't blame him. <laughs> what did you say to Travis Tritt? Well, it was right after the election. <laughs> And the Grammys of, like, 2017, the Grammys are one of the award shows. Somebody famous had said something about something political. And then Travis Tritt had tweeted, you know, stick to entertainment. No one wants to hear your political opinions, which I I don't agree with that stance at all. I mean, any, I'm not going to go off on a rant. But anyway, people are entitled to their opinion. I mean, including people who I disagree with. But he tweeted that, and then I tweeted, because I thought we were about to turn into Nazi Germany, I was like, if you have a public voice, you have a responsibility to stand up for what's right. And then he tweeted back something like, my only responsibility is to entertain my fans. That's what they pay buy tickets for. And then it wasn't that bad, but I, I felt bad. Because I love Travis Stritt and I took him to task. Well, I <laughs> and then some of his fans were mad. And well, then, of course, but yeah. then Once I the fans was, catch on. But then I was like, I did say something really um, critical and and uh, provoking. So I can't. That's the thing I keep trying to not do on Twitter is like make say something really forcefully that I mean but then realize after the fact I didn't need to say it in a way that would make people angry because then people get angry and then I'm like of course I got angry the Mm. way I said it was very um I can't think of the word but aggressive 
Yeah, or just like, um... I don't know if aggressive is... is I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm super aggressive, but definitely some cuss words and anger behind things that I feel strongly about sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's okay. So... I don't think there's anything wrong with that. His, uh... You, and you haven't made up with Travis Tripp since then? No, but I still love him. Still love him. I still love him. Okay. I love his music. <laughs> um... There's one more thing I want to... I, we're going to talk about baskets for a little bit. But first, I got one more thing. And this is something uh, I heard the other morning. Paul Simon. Speaking of music, um, Paul Simon, you know, of course mm-hmm. you know who that is. Simon mm-hmm. Garfunkel. Did you hear about this? The other day, last weekend, he was doing a concert. Screwed up the words, the lyrics. Forgot the lyrics to one of his songs. Mm-mm. So the song finishes, and he kind of stops things and goes, All right, uh... I apologize to everybody that I forgot the words to that song. Uh, to make it up to you, I'm going to punish myself, and I'm going to sing a part of a song that uh, I'm known for, that I despise, that I just hate. Uh, he used the word loathe, actually, that I loathe. And then he performed a bit of one of his songs that he loathes, and the crowd fucking ate it up. What uh, song? Well, I'm going to tell you that, but I, what, I'm, what I what I want to know from you is what do you think of when, uh, like if Prince was like, still around and was like you know what the truth is I hate singing Purple Rain I know all you guys love it I hate Purple Rain the song was uh, I wrote it down here it was the 59th Street bridge song the Hmm. feeling groovy oh yeah that's a good song it's a good song Martha wants to hear it right it's a Simon and Garfunkel song and uh, yeah he loathes it but performed a a bit of it to punish himself what do you think about that when someone says they hate their own song I mean if you if you do something over and over again you would get sick of it like I don't think that's that weird um I it's very it's comedy is very different from music in terms of how quickly people get sick of hearing the same thing yeah it's it's completely unfair to comedians how quick you have to turn stuff over really well but still I don't I mean I if I'm doing a, a long set I will do some jokes that are really old to fill that much time and I am so there's some of my jokes I'm so tired of I don't want to ever do them again mm-hmm. but that is a um, motivation to work on new stuff but I think with music like it doesn't matter how many great songs you write people are still gonna lo- like I love listening to old Fleetwood Mac and I'll never not there's a there's so many musicians that I will for the rest of my life want to hear their their songs old and new you know yeah but I can totally see why they would get sick of doing the same thing over and over yeah do you have uh you have satellite radio in your car no there's a Fleetwood Mac station now I had when I bought my car it had like three months of serious radio but then it was like, it's so expensive, and and uh, if you want the version of it that comes with the Howard Stern show, it's the most expensive. And I was like, I'm not paying Martha? like sixty dollars a week a month. Uh, uh, let me tell you that uh, I wanted. I went through the same thing, and all I wanted was Howard Stern mm-hmm. for the like ninety percent of why I wanted, mm-hmm. wanted to stick with it. I told the people when they kept sending me stuff and calling me, I said, mm-hmm. look. I, no matter what price, I will not pay you for the base one. But if yeah. you can give me a reasonable price with the Howard Stern package, I will sign. So that's what I'm giving you. You got if you agree to that, 
but then we got a deal they gave me a awesome price for everything i have everything mm. the all access and i flat out told them that all i listen you can you can put howard on the higher tier i will not pay for the higher tier price yeah yeah well, maybe after the show you can tell me how much you're... <laughs> yeah, I signed up for a whole year for really, really good cheap. price for everything. Yeah, yeah. Just... Anyway, now let's talk about Baskets, the TV show, more than just uh, that you're going to be doing a volunteer shift at Arby's on Tuesday. We got jobs at Arby's. You got jobs it's at exciting. Arby's. You have, a, you have a temp job on yeah. Tuesday at Arby's. It's exciting. I read somewhere you said this was the ep- season three was your favorite. Yes. True? Season three was my favorite episode. I mean, um, as far as uh, the storylines and watching the show, I loved shooting every season. I like I love the people that I get to work with every year. There's a lot of people who've been there all three seasons, and then there's um, like camera crews have changed because each season we've had a different um, director of photography. Okay. Is that what it's called? DP? Um, I don't know show business terms. All of a sudden I'm like, <laughs> is that the right? Anyway. Um, but all of them have been great. But I, um, and the first season I was on the set almost all the time. And so that I, that was the most fun to make because I got to be there all the time. Okay. But um, as far as watching it, like uh, this season, because it's to me, it was much more um, silly and upbeat. And even though there was some sad stuff, it wasn't over. To me, it wasn't over overall a sad season. Mm-hmm. And then the finale, the season finale, is my favorite episode of all out of all three seasons. It's really good. It's so. I watched all season three. It's really good. When I was watching, I'm not in the finale, so I feel comfortable um, heaping praise on it. I gotcha, yeah. Um, Like, at the first commercial break, I texted the director, Jonathan Kreisel, and said, this is the perfect TV episode. I love it so much. Oh, that's awesome. uh, It was so good, so... Yeah, I love it. And we they just announced officially today, today about season four. Yeah. Congratulations. This morning. So I don't know why I felt like I'd already read that somewhere and then well, today you had because Zach said it in an inter- in a magazine interview a while ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm reading this like today I'm like official. I feel like I already knew that. But okay. Yeah. Zach said it in an interview in like f- maybe February. <laughs> And then, um, but they made, FX made their official announcement today. Yeah. And I'm really happy. Heck yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really good, nice group of people and like a fun, amazing time to get to have, you know. And it's also like the reason I'm getting to do stand up and headline. I for sh- I wasn't headlining. I wasn't hardly even working on stand up for a couple years before we did the first season. I was, you know, went through a tough time and just wasn't putting a lot of effort into stand up for a while. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, um, I started working on it again and have gotten to do a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have if not for baskets. Yeah, yeah. You know. Have you done? Have you performed on stage in the same night as Zach since baskets? We did 
Uh, a couple times, there's a um, really awesome theater in L.A. called Largo. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. And um, we've done shows there a couple times, been on the same show. And I'm like, I I love Zach so much that any time I get to see him is really fun. So it's super fun to do stand-up with him. But we did a marketing thing in... March and then like we all went to lunch after and it was super fun he's just always in a good mood and he's a fun person to be around you were saying that uh, during the first the commercial break of the last episode that you uh, sent a message to uh, Jonathan Kreisel what um, what's your do you have a thing that you do to watch the shows are you by yourself are you I'm usually by myself yeah yeah Yeah. Because I feel self-conscious around other people. I am think I'm noticing what they laugh at. And if I laugh at something that they don't laugh at, I'm like, why didn't they think that was funny? And then being more focused on what other people are thinking instead of focusing on the episode, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I uh, I took some notes here from uh, myself while I was watching them. Um these are just random things I'm gonna throw out to you. The uh, sign spinner, mm-hmm. <laughs> love he it. It was great. Love that it. that love night that <laughs> when we did the um, opera at the rodeo night, a night at the opera at the rodeo, I yes. think it was called. Yeah, it was so fun because they decorated. It was at the arena that's a real rodeo arena outside of L.A. Okay, it is. And um, <clears throat> sorry, um. They decorated it so it looked really cool. And then we filmed like from everybody started getting there like maybe two two o'clock in the afternoon and then they shot until well after midnight. And I stayed for hours after I could have left because I just wanted to hang out because it was such a like magical fun time. Yeah. It was that it was so fun doing that episode. How about the opera music itself? Are you a fan of that? Yeah, and also one of the reasons I thought that was great is because um, the guy who plays the opera singer is a real opera singer. I figured he had to be, yeah. And the the voice that you hear is him. He made a recording of himself. So he when they shot it, he's lip syncing, but it's something he sang earlier and recorded. Sure. sure. And it was so cool that Jonathan Kreisel, the director, that he found a real opera singer. You know, it just he's so good at at finding great people. And we keep having like the season two at the funeral. The guy who gives the eulogy, the the pastor, like he Mm -hmm. was so amazing. Mm -hmm. And like Jonathan just always finds all these amazing people. It's so great. So awesome. Uh, and we still don't know why Martha, your character Martha, wears a cast. No, but Zach told me on while we were shooting season three that if we did a season four, we would address it. Oh. So we talked a little bit about it. I mean, do you have an idea of what, how you would like it to be? Yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it because I told Jonathan sure. when I saw him and he said he was thinking kind of the same thing. I just think it should be ridiculous. Oh, it's got to be. You know. Uh-huh. Um, 
Yeah, you don't. Yeah, if you have already told them an idea, yeah, don't. You don't need to share it here. We'll find out later if what you said. If they don't the do thing. it, I'll tell you. What. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. 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 Uh, I love the fact that in uh, it was, yeah, I wrote it down here in episode two. You, uh, in Law and Order, bartenders are shifty for no reason. I love yeah. that. Did, was that a line written? I know you've talked about on this podcast your love of Law and Order. Yes. So, uh, but I don't. That one made me chuckle. That wasn't an improv, though. I think they, wh- whoever wrote that episode, wrote that, and uh, I don't remember who wrote the episode. I'm sorry to oh, say, but okay. we, but we have great writers. Hmm. Uh, I wanted to point out that in, it was one of the episodes. The, the, oh, it was the opera episode when they have the fireworks at the end, and there's mm-hmm. all this um, chaos among like the overdrafted credit cards and stuff, and mm-hmm. like whether there should be only the two fireworks or more. Yeah. And then I was like sitting on the couch getting stressed about that. <laughs> Like, yeah. Maybe it's because I'm having some money problems here and there right now. So it's well, like, ah, don't. Don't. Yeah. I'm on his side. Or I'm on. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm on. A, was it Chip's side? Like, no, don't. Stop spending the money. Stop. Yeah, Dale, I think, was freaking out yeah, about Dale, the money. Yeah. yeah. And Christine is going, no, two's not enough. Yeah. I was feeling the stress of the expensive fireworks. Yeah. It definitely, I felt watching the episode when we were filming it. It was fun um, to see all the different pieces of it that they shot. But when I watched the episode, it's definitely as stressful. Even though I knew what was going to happen, I was still right, like, right. help. The line, uh, another line that made me laugh. It wasn't yours, but it was uh, when uh, Louis' character, Christine, is, is, the, is around those French, <laughs> the French clowns. And mm-hmm. he says... <laughs> Don't juggle them. <laughs> Talking about the cats. <laughs> <laughs> Louis, so funny. It's such a, I the way that they leave these lines in the. I don't know if they're written or what. It doesn't matter to me. But where it's just like this dry, hilarious line, and then the scene ends is just yeah. the best. Louis and Zach both improv a lot, and they're so good at it. It's so fun. When yeah. when will so obviously now we know it's official there's going to be a season 4 when will you go and do anything I think that? that we are going to shoot it they pushed it back a little um I think Zach may be doing a movie between now and then so instead of shooting in the fall like we normally do instead of shooting fall of 2018 we'll shoot at the beginning of 2019 oh. so like February so we're going to have to wait longer for the next season, is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Do you think you're uh, Game of Thrones or something? or um, make, make them you wait? <laughs> I mean, for me, it's great because the, the, the later it, it starts, the more time I get to spend in Austin consecutively. Oh, you know? okay. Um, but... Uh, at the same time, like, I wish there wasn't as long of a delay just because I don't... I've never gotten used to waiting a year to see a new season of a show that I watch. You know, like um, Game of Thrones to be, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Like, it just seems like a long time to wait. It does. Um, but hopefully people will still remember it when it comes back, we hope. Yeah. How about... 25 years from now when the uh when the reboot 
when they reboot. (laughs) I would be so shocked if there was a reboot of Baskets ever. (laughs) Partly, it's like Zach and Louie and I are all middle-aged now for the original boot, so to reboot it... I... uh... To go back and what what we mentioned earlier, like with Star Wars, um, Harrison Ford just did a Han Solo character about a year ago. I Mm -hmm. mean, you're never too old to do a role again. Yeah, I just also um, this doesn't. This is not a blanket statement to apply to any reboots or all reboots, but just I would rather do something new than than redo something that's we've already done yeah you know Mm -hmm. but it's easy to say that when i know i I will be gainfully employed for another year right (laughs) if i were not i might like let's take the green cast on the road and do casino (laughs) river boats let's get that cast out of the smithsonian i'll put it back on my arm yeah whatever uh (laughs) to make a living so yeah Yes. Perfect. Is there uh, any other acting gigs you've been doing in the last year we should look out for? Yeah, except one. I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about. I did one in January. uh, Was it the end of January and early February? I can't remember. But, (laughs) But that one, I don't. I. I don't think I... I'm not sure I'm allowed to talk about because it was... Like, untitled, and, like, I think there was a non-disclosure... Just a secret... A secret... A secret lover of a director. A director who likes to keep secrets. Sure. Okay. Um, I will remind you that uh, when you did... The first time you did this podcast was right around when uh, your role in Spider-Man Homecoming had been announced, and we talked about that. That was really fun. Yeah. Um, then, um, in what, okay, this is the, okay, so middle of June to the beginning of July, I'll be in Santa Fe, New Mexico, playing a, a small part in a low budget independent film. That seems like it's going to be really fun. Okay. But I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything else about it, so it's probably dumb that I mentioned it at all. Well, you have a role (laughs) that we know. Okay, it's good. It should be fun, I think. I've never been to Santa Fe. I heard it's really cool. No. Me neither. You know what I think of when uh, you say that New Mexico, Santa Fe, New Mexico, Mm -hmm. right? Is uh, I worked at a restaurant years ago, and I worked with with this couple that had moved here from Santa Fe, and the one guy... It's about the only thing I remember from this job is he told me that because of the dry heat in Santa Fe that he never had to wear deodorant. And now really? in Minnesota, he had to wear deodorant. But back then, he never did. That's the first thing I think of when someone mentions that. But even dry heat is still heat and you would sweat. Yeah, I think he was probably wrong. I think yeah. probably nobody was telling him. I don't know. Yeah, some people are... <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Let's see. Let me check. Okay. Yeah, we have a little bit more time here. Um, I think, yeah, we covered all that stuff. This is the one that I told you before we started recording. I was saving something mm-hmm. for a female guest. Okay. Um, Let's hear I it. listened to you, actually, on uh, Janet Vardy's 
Barney's uh, podcast, the yeah. JV Club. Was, She's so great. That was a really good episode. I, I enjoyed that uh, thoroughly. Thanks. But you guys talked a bit about like high school days and mm-hmm. school and stuff and growing up. So this is what I want to get to. My daughter um, told me recently, my daughter who was 11 in sixth grade, told me recently that a friend of hers, and I'm pretty sure this is the first time it's happened, she said, yeah, we had a fight today and she called me the B word. Okay. First time being called a bitch. Hmm. And I was like, oh, this is sort of like a, uh, this is a, you're, you're getting older now. You're, <laughs> you're, you're uh, yeah, this kind of goes right uh, along that uh, everybody's hormones and more fights and bickering and all yeah. that stuff. Do you remember the first time? I or has it has it not happened yet? No one has ever said a bad word about me, okay. Justin. Then never I, to this day. Then I as, um, I apologize forever for even assuming that you would have a, any sort of answer for this. No, so. I have a twin sister who we would call each other bitches, and um, all <laughs> the time. Um, yeah, I just I know that as soon as puberty hits, girls go berserk, like. Everything is suddenly very dramatic, and a lot of it centers around friendship, even though boy craziness is a part of it. But, like, ranking your friends according to who's your best friend, um, having feuds over nothing. I don't know why, because guys, in their own way, I think, have a lot to deal with in puberty, but... There's so much drama and um, soap opera stuff happening with adolescent girls. A lot of them, maybe not all of them. And maybe the girls who get into sports are more grounded because they have a place to focus that, that intense energy. Whereas we just, me and my friends, like we didn't, there was nowhere to put all this energy that you suddenly had. And so it just went into fighting with people, making up with people, fighting with somebody different, ganging up on people, being ganged up on. It was all like crazy. Yeah. But I hope my niece, she and her brother, who are just under a year apart, they just started vo- uh, playing volleyball. And God, I hope that they get into sports. That's what it, we just suggested to my daughter last yeah, night is volleyball. Think, well, it, it gives them some place to focus their energy. And I think in, that that can make some of the hard stuff less hard because yeah. it's not all swirling around all the time. It's it's the same. It's not as intense. But as an adult, when I'm exercising a lot, I have more like um peace of mind i feel more physically comfortable and then um i just feel better overall mm-hmm. you know okay so all right yeah so i shouldn't be concerned or anything that like girl i'm honestly shocked that this is the first time your daughter has heard bitch because i know we started hearing bad words in like third and fourth grade oh i mean i've no i mean she's heard it but i think this was um, the first time it was where she was the uh, oh the direct yeah. recipient of that. That's so tough. What it, what it was is she, the, she was, um, you know, it was some dumb little ru- It was a rumor that was going mm-hmm. around among one, one girl about one girl. Mm-hmm. Other people were telling some story. And then it got to somebody. And then somebody was getting scolded for telling another, uh, like an eighth person this story. And my daughter was like, why are you getting mad? It's not a secret. Mm-hmm. You know, why can't she know if everybody already knows? And then the girl who was about just said, bitch. Oh. 
Oof. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like when my niece and nephew tell me that someone says something mean to them, it's going to d- be devastating. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine. Was your daughter really sad about it, or did she think it was kind of funny and weird? Uh, what was her feeling about it? Not, not as, thankfully, not as sad. Not, okay. not really. Either maybe she's hiding that feeling to me, to me possibly, but no, it was more matter of fact. That's I didn't good. really notice any pride in it, and I didn't. There wasn't really yeah. too much sadness. It That's was just good. Kinda like, Maybe almost her way of going, what the fuck is that, Dad? Like, yeah. why is she... I can't stand kids having their feelings hurt. Even not, not even only my niece and nephew. Just, I cannot, I can't take kids getting their feelings hurt. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Adolescence is like, that's when kids start as a extracurricular activity hurting each other's feelings and... For sure, hurting their parents' feelings, mm-hmm. most kids. And I don't know as an aunt if any of that will be directed at me. I don't live out there, so when I go out and see them, usually I bring them presents and just try to pave the road to goodwill with bribery. And so far, it seems to be working. Yeah. Do uh, do they watch baskets? Do they know you, you as your TV they have, form? They have, but I asked my brother to not let them watch it because I don't think it's appropriate for kids, you yeah. know? Especially <laughs> the first season, they watched it. I guess, I mean, I it's nice that my brother wanted to watch it and they watched it, but then after the finale, I was like... They should not be watch- This is an adult-themed <laughs> show. Yeah. It's not for kids. Yeah. So <laughs> I, hopefully they won't. But they know I'm on TV, and there's not, I've, I have yet to do a single thing that impresses them. It's very frustrating. They are not impressed by that. They didn't. were not impressed by Spider-Man. They're just oh, no? like, nope. Oh. Yeah, they weren't scornful of it. They just aren't. I've not... I don't know what I don't know who I would have to work with or meet for them to be like, oh my god, you know, they've never. <laughs> you know, it is really weird to uh, think about if what impresses children because, uh, you know, my gig, this thing that I do at Acme, host this podcast. Um, they don't know really any of you guys, any of the you know, right. Martha Kelly, they have no idea who you are. Last right. week uh, Shane Moss, they don't know who that is. They don't know who 99% of the people that are on this guest, or are the guests on the show, who they are. However, uh, Miranda Sings, oh, yeah. who I think performed here like on a Sunday night a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mentioned that to my daughters, and it's the fucking cool, like I didn't, I wasn't yeah. near her, I wasn't here that night, she wasn't on the podcast, right. but I've heard them repeat to other people, yeah, and you know, she was on, she uh, did a show at that place the Dad Works. The, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, and YouTube, I realize there's some, some people that have YouTube channels that my, my niece and nephew watch all the time, and they'd be excited. They love guys who record themselves playing video games and making jokes and funny noises while they play video games. And then there's also a kid who I actually love when I realized he wasn't like Logan Paul. Oh, ugh. So there's a kid who has a YouTube channel and he just 
makes videos of himself trying different foods, trying different experiments, you know, different products and and uh, being goofy. And for a while I was kind of like, why do they like, <laughs> why do they like this? And then they watched one because they w- will watch them on my phone mm. in the car with me. Sure. And he was talking about, it was right after the Logan Paul stuff happened. So I was all of a sudden like, oh my God, what are these monsters that kids are watching on YouTube? Right. And then this guy, and I'm sorry, I can't think of his name, but he was like um, talking about how he came to America and how he thinks, you know, hard work is important, but also like money, how much money you make is not important. It's the kind of person that you are and how you treat people and, and, you know, being good to your family and stuff. Oh, so he must get like only two or three views and not two or three million. He's super popular. Okay. Wow. So that was a relief. Yeah. But that's who, if I could somehow get on that, (laughs) if I could persuade him to have me on his show, then my niece and nephew would be excited, but he would, I'm sure he wouldn't have me on. I'm not. Yeah, there's someone named Eliza or Liza or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would have to be like, she would have to mention No Laugh Track Podcast for. (laughs) Yeah, it's so. Or Acme. It's its own world. And they're like, a lot of those kids are like millionaires. I know. Yeah. Yeah, we should hate them for that. But if they're saying what that guy said, I think that's a good message for kids. So I I don't begrudge him being successful. No, we certainly. But some of them. More of that. Some of them I don't care for. Is there? I had. I looked at my notes here. I have. I have uh, two more things I want to bring up about baskets. Is there a story behind your last name? They don't use your real last name on the show. Is there a story behind your last name on the show? Uh, no. They just. Um, they just made it up. Just made it up. Yeah. Use your real first name. Made up a last name. Yeah. It, during the pilot is when they made like they Zach told me I could make up my own name and I was going to and then. I got an email from him saying, it's, sorry, they already made the name tag, the Costco name tag for you. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. All right. Hey, once the name tag is made, yeah. it's... <laughs> Too late. That's the new etched in stone is the name tag has been made. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, this is a completely random thing. I don't even know what I think you, or I'm expecting you to say about this, but these obscure roles in Hollywood are sort of interesting to me. I found an mm-hmm. interview of the guy that is the body double for Zach. Oh, yeah. Dylan? Dylan, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's such an odd life. Yeah. He's... I read a whole thing. He, you know, uh, sometimes I'm Chip, another I'm Dale. I prefer being Chip. And it's just crazy. It's so funny that he has a, uh, that he prefers Chip over Dale. Yeah. Dale is my favorite character. He's one of my favorite characters of all time, yeah. but just because... Uh, or maybe I have it wrong. Maybe he prefers Dale, now that I think about it. Prefers Dale, I believe. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I just love when Zach is Dale because it's so ridiculous, yeah. and everything that Dale says is terrible, <laughs> and there's never any reason for it. <laughs> He's just getting just, so angry. He's just a jerk to everybody. <laughs> but then in this season, you get to see a different side of him, mm-hmm. which was, I loved that. I just, uh, and Alex, who plays Ken. Yeah. He's so great. And uh, I I got to hang out with him and talk to him more than we had ever 
worked together the night at the opera. There was a, a lot of waiting for scenes to get set up, so just sitting and talking. Sure, sure. And he's such a neat person. So, is there yeah. is there a Martha body double? No. Well, wait. Oh yeah, a I want to ask you. Stunt double. When you when you're yeah. at that uh, the strip club mm-hmm. and you fall off the stage. Yeah, that's a stunt double. It is. Yeah. Because I actually rewound it. It was like, where's? Can I see the point where they? Yeah. Where it is her? Isn't her? They switch. They when they. It when, looked like you falling backwards. Yeah. When I read the episode, I was excited because I did a stunt in Spider Man, even though it didn't make it into the movie. They filmed it, and so I was like, oh, maybe I get to do my own stunt. And then Jonathan was like, you're not doing it. You have to hit the table hard. You are not doing that fall. And then I was glad when I saw what they want. Okay. (laughs) But the woman who did it is so cool, and she, yeah, she just had some padding on and, like... Is it weird thinking, like, oh, yeah, they think that you look like me from a distance, or... I find everything about being on camera weird, but it's so (laughs) fun that I just am like, well, that's just the price of getting to have the best job in the whole world. (laughs) Right on. You know? Right on. (laughs) It's so fun. So, and that, that episode was really fun and crazy. All right. Uh, I think we did it. Is there anything else we should be mentioning? When does this air? This should be posted today. Today, Thursday, May 24th. Because I promised my friend Matt Belknap that I would mention that Never Not Funny, the Jimmy Pardo podcast. Is going to be here June 3rd. Yes, and I promised that I would mention it because I love both of them, Jimmy and Matt, and I've known them for a long time. Awesome. So I have never... uh, you can tell Matt Belknap that he can advertise stuff on this podcast whenever he wants. I'm a big fan. I have listened to Never Not Funny since the be- since I was pushing my daughter around, who turns 12 next month, since I was pushing her around as wow. an infant when awesome. I would take her for walks is how long I've been listening to Never Not Funny. So are you going to come to that? Hell yes. Oh, good. Yes. It's a week yeah. from Sunday. Yeah. June 3rd. Yes. Yeah. I will be here. I'm looking forward to it. Big big time. Yeah, they're so great. Yeah, and Jimmy's been a uh, guest on this podcast a few times, and his a uh, he has done this podcast, and we've recorded at uh, twelve something in the morning, mm-hmm. and ended after one in the morning. We've done wow. that twice, where he's only come in to do like the weekend, mm-hmm. and because he's such a generous and nice guy, has stuck around at the club here so we can record after his second show on Friday night. Wow. Yeah. He's so Doesn't need good. to do that and has done that twice for me. So he is he, I mean, he was I already one of my favorites. But Me too. And I it made me realize I got to see him do a headline set here one time. When a lot of comics that you see in LA, you never get to see him do like an hour because everyone's doing short sets out there. Oh yeah. So I was excited that I was here when he was here and I got to see him do a headlining set and it was so great. He's so great. How did you do? Uh, did you recently do their show, or where did you run into? We just started. Um, How did you get this message? Is what I'm asking. Um, I tweeted that I was here this week, and then Matt tweeted at oh. me. <laughs> hey, tell people that we're coming. I was like, of course. Oh, okay. I missed that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'll 
probably mention it myself on this podcast next week. I kind of am sad I'm not going to be here for it, but I'm sure I'll get to see them at some point. We'll save you a seat. You can come back. I'll I'll be in California. I won't get to come to it, but hopefully <laughs> I'll see them do a live podcast sometime. Yeah, it's the, it's the first time doing it here, so... That's cool. It's exciting. Well, Martha, thank you for spending time with me again. Thanks people, for having me. Yeah, people need to, uh, if they're listening to this on the day it's uh, posted, which hopefully they are, come to the show tonight. Uh, we have air conditioning here at Acme. It will not feel like 95 degrees inside. It will, yeah, uh, it's nice in here. It will be comfortable. And um, if you don't want to come Thursday, two chances Friday and Saturday. Right. Yeah. Super fun. See you next year, Martha. Come Thanks. back. Thanks, Justin.